This is Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. I don't think anybody in here should be happy and content with, uh, with, with losing. I mean, especially when you have the type of men we have in this locker room. And like I said from the very beginning, just because we're good on paper doesn't mean we're going to be great as a team. You know, we're still working toward that and it's still early, but, um, you know, we got to start establishing who we are as a team. And that's, that's, like I said, frustration is okay as long as you do something about it. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. And we're live right now at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. This is our Monday night spot. Come on by for Monday Night Football. Check out all the action on the big screen TVs. And the Cowboys are preparing to play the Giants tonight. I'm kind of excited about this game. Uh, NFC East action. I like what Brian Dayball's got going with the Giants right now. He's kind of changing the culture. And the Cowboys are interesting to me, even though they don't have Dak. But Micah Parsons is that dude. There's no doubt about it. A guy that easily could probably be... Defensive player of the year. I know he came in second in his rookie year to Aaron Donald, who could be defensive player of the year every single year. So that's something. Hell, Michael Parsons might be in the running for MVP. I think I heard a, a stat earlier today that at one point, I think last, maybe two weeks ago, Michael Parsons was at plus, was it 30,000? 30, 30,000 to one to win MVP? Or 3,000 to one. It was something like that. No, I think I thought it was more than three hundred. I don't know. Danny's our, our degenerate gambler here. Danny, hop on the the mic real quick. Does your mic work? You're the degenerate gambler. I think it was, I think it was three. It was either three hundred and one or three thousand and one. I was listening to Canty and Carlin, and they were talking about it. They went in on it. They, uh, I thought I heard somebody say that they got three hundred to one. Three hundred. Okay. I know. So I that got would it. that wins you three uh, thirty thousand. Yeah, on a hundred dollar bet. Right. Yeah. I took him to win uh, Defensive Player of the Year, and I got it at plus 450. Really? Yeah. Danny's a – hey, look, when I say – and I've had someone call in and say that I was a degenerate. I definitely am not. But Danny is absolutely a definition of a degenerate. Danny has more prop bets than anything. I hear him on the morning press box all the time on our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas. And my man has so many different prop bets going. What's your most outlandish one you have going right now? Uh, right now, I have the uh, I have the L.A. Rams to be the first team in the NFL to score seven touchdowns. <laughs> they don't all have to be offensive, but seven touchdowns. In a game. And I'm getting a little worried because so far three teams have already scored six, and the Rams have barely broken 20 points. That's funny. Well, there you go. So, yeah, Micah Parsons, my whole point, Micah Parsons is fun to watch. He can wreck a game. And so the Cowboys and Giants will play tonight. And we'll be here at the Underground Lounge to check out the game. So we definitely want you to come on by and hang out with us. But uh, back to our conversation that we were having. And uh, we were trying to effort Mark McMillan. DeMond's trying to effort him right now in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. So we'll get to him as soon as he hops on board. But been throwing out the question to, to you out there on the phone lines and the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. What has been most disappointing when it comes to the Raiders in their 0-3 start? It's real simple. I think there's a lot of different directions I could have gone today, but that's probably the, the most simple. Got a text from the 806. Chandler Jones is going to be another Javon Walker slash D'Angelo Hall. Please stand up, Chandler. And for anyone who's new to Raider Nation, Javon Walker was a free agent bust. D'Angelo Hall was a trade and free agent bust. Not free agent. He was a trade and then give him a big salary bust. Ended up releasing him after, what, eight games? And he goes to Washington and plays pretty well, but... 
Yeah, that's that was a that was a, a big miss. Two big misses right there for the Raiders. Javon Walker, D'Angelo Hall. So far, Chandler Jones, in my opinion, has been a big miss as well. But it's only three games. So you're assuming that he's going to get back into the swing of things and start showing up in the stat sheet and start making a difference on the field. But it just hasn't happened yet. And I I, I, I kind of throw that Cardinal game out because I understand what head coach Josh McDaniels and also defensive coordinator Patrick Graham said, that they asked him to be selfless and play a different style in order to try to slow down Kyler Murray. If that works, great. But it didn't work. So that stinks. Got a text from Marietta Evan. Or not from Marietta Evan, about Marietta Evan from the 209. Said Marietta Evan is spot on, 100% agree. It's on McDaniels. Poor communication, delay of game penalties, bizarre play calling at times. They don't run the ball when they're supposed to. Musical chairs with the O line, and none of the stars playing in the preseason. McDaniels is to blame. That's the text from the 209 on the Salmon Ash text line. 69187 keyword R and R. Another text, I had no idea if McDaniels would be good or not, but obvious after three games, he ain't it. The communication is poor. Play calling has no flow and at times has just been bizarre. You can, you can have all the talent in the world, but it's, co- it's a coaching league and the margins are small between wins and losses. That's Joseph in Denver. So uh, thank you so much for that text as well. And Damon, if Mark's not jo- uh, hopping on, just don't worry about it. Uh, we got plenty to get to. We don't have to worry about uh, Mark. I wanted to get uh, his thoughts, but if he's not uh, available right now, that's okay. We can get to him later. I want you to hear from Darren Waller. He was in the Raiders locker room post game. I got Max Crosby post game in the locker room. Also have Devontae Adams post game in the locker room. So we have plenty to get to. Plus, we got about 10,000 calls that are holding on right now. So we'll get to some of those calls real quick. Let's go ahead and go back out to the phone lines. Let's talk to our guy, uh, 502 Raider D. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? So check this out, man. 2018, John Green's first season, we, we, we had seven losses in our first eight games. You know, you get people to come on here and talk about last season and what we did last season. We, we were three years in the John Green's office where Derek knew that tackles and forwards in his sleep without even thinking about it. So when you're making adjustments as a quarterback, you have to know your playbook inside and out. I think we're six months or so into this playbook right now. Also, Darren Waller missed two passes, one touchdown pass, and another pass he tried to catch with one hand for some strange reason. Tyler Renfro fumbled twice. You know, Derek missed out on two-point conversion as I watched that back and played the back. You know, he threw it low where he should have threw a jump ball to the 6'5 guy. So you got to think about this, man. We, you know, when they talk about playing two halves officially, we've got this thing where first half, offensive play good, Maybe defense didn't, or vice versa, and then the next half is the complete opposite of that. It takes time in these systems, guys. You know, it's going to take some time for us to be able to get this stuff, and for Jared to be able to, to call off his, you know, audibles and whatnot, because he doesn't know the system that well yet. I mean, it's still three losses is horrible, but truthfully, man, we just got we got to worry about what we can do today to get better, defensively, offensively, when it all comes together, whether it be next game or whether it be two more games from now, it's frustrating for me, me as a fan. I've been a fan 41 years. So it's really frustrating for me as a fan as well. But, man, we just got to take the good with the bad and just hope this team gets better. That's all I got, man. You be easy. All right. Good call. 502 Raider D. And, yeah, I don't think, at least from my point of view, I mean, I'm not saying the season's over. I'm just saying they they need a win. You know, they need they need to see the results of their hard work. They need to see that it works. Right, sometimes you just have to have a W. You know what I mean? Like at some point, you just, I, I call it, I say it all the time jokingly, but they need a slump buster. Right? They need a slump buster. 
They need that one that they can call at midnight and know that that, that phone's going to get answered. Right? I mean, look, let's just, let's just call a spade a spade. Sometimes you need a slump buster. Right? They're in a slump. They need to get a dub. I mean, just one. Just to see that it, it works. That, okay, I still got it. Or, yes, this is, this is, we're in the right direction. But when you bust your tail, bust your tail, bust your tail, and you keep taking L after L after L, you start to question yourself. You start to question your coaching. And you start to, qu- start to question the, 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 the teammates around you. And that is when a recipe for disaster happens. And that's why I wanted to have Mark McMillan on. Because that's from a player's point of view. What, you know, what, can a, what, what is a player thinking right now when they're sitting there at 0-3 and you hear a Max Crosby in the locker room following the game saying, we're so close and almost, almost laughing, not because he thinks it's funny, but it's like it's so frustrating that he can't do anything but laugh. That's, that's, what, that's what I'm talking about. They need to find a way to get a dub. And I suggest they find a way to get a dub this week because, boy, and I'm not saying I'm not writing them off, but you go – Lose this one in Allegiant Stadium against Denver. Heading to Kansas City on a Monday night is not going to be easy. And then heading into the bye week. You want you think the phone lines are hot right now? Could you imagine taking an L this week, taking an L in Kansas City next week? What it'll be like? I might take the bye week off. I might go on vacation myself. 702-365-9200. Let's talk to Raider Mac. Welcome to the show, my man. What's on your mind? Hey Q, hey uh, Demond, hey congratulations Demond on your team, y'all. Y'all were the better team. Um, you know, I'm hearing all these excuses from Raider Nation and all the uh, we, you know, this we this close and that. No, you lost. We lost. It's just same as They were a better team than we. The, the three teams we played were a better team on the than us that Sunday, and that's what counts. We don't hear what what's on paper because that that's what we. You know, there's a lot of paper champions. And, and that's what we don't want to be. But here's the biggest thing. My biggest thing and concern is the coaching staff. The, the adjustments are not there. Now, yesterday was a perfect example. The clock is running out in the second quarter to go to halftime. Instead of running the ball and running the clock down, they get a field goal, a three, they get a field goal at the end with, with like four seconds left in, in the second quarter before the half. That changed that them three points changed the difference of this game because you, you the, the defense and you can say whatever you want about the defense about the soft coverage and Nate Hodge. We played yesterday in the second half didn't give up no points. How you do that? This is the NFL. You shouldn't not give up any points in the NFL game. And, and Q, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is is you we need to stop blaming every you know people in Raider Nation blaming it. Derek Carr, they blaming. Um, Josh McDaniels and everybody, but you can't. You got to stop all that blame. You just got to come together and continue. This is right. The Raiders has been like we we've been around. We've been around a long time. In the last twenty years, we've had five winning seasons. Go count it, and you can look at it. Five winning seasons. This season was supposed to be different. We we had a high expectation, but but as Raiders, it always comes down. We're disappointed at the end. At the end. When, when there's no expectation, it seemed like we play better in there. But I, I'm just saying, Q, the only thing we have to do, we just got to concentrate on the next game. Because once you get one win, you can, you can put other wins together. But yeah. until you get that one win, that's, that, that's it. 
So, I, I mean, you know, all that panic and all that other stuff. Yeah, you got to panic if, if you go 0-5 in the finals. If you go 0-5, the season's go, you, you're not getting in the playoffs. It's just simple as that, unless you come with some kind of miraculous. And I'll let you go on this. Uh, Q, uh, great job on, on, on the uh, radio post game and all that stuff, man. You guys did a great job on that. And, you know, it, it's just disappointing as a, as a Raider fan. But we expect that. I mean, it, I'm sorry to say that, but, I mean, like, uh, we've been around, you know, the last 20 years, and we've only had five winning seasons in the last 20 years. Come on, Q. It, it, I mean, we had different coaches, different players, and the same thing. I mean, hopefully it'll change, but prove me wrong. Thank yeah. you, Q. Hey, good call, my man. Appreciate you. And, yeah, I mean, that's the reality of it, right? <laughs> that's the harsh reality, regardless of how long you've been a fan or not. It's been a long time, and there hasn't been consistent winning. What did Raider Max say? Five winning seasons in 20 years? You know, I mean, that says, that says all you need is to, to, to know. And I know that this organization wants to win. I know that what I just said about Brian Dayball and the Giants, they're trying to change the culture. The culture, we've heard that, talked about the Raiders, I don't know, a bazillion times. They're going to change the culture. They're going to change the culture. And at some point you think that they do. But right now... Again, like Raider Max said, I mean, you don't see it, and they got to find a way to come together and make it happen. Season's far from over, but at some point you got to start winning. And like he's, uh, he said the same thing, just got to see one. You can't get a, a winning streak until you win one. You can't win two before you win one. You can't win four before you win two, right? I mean, you, you have to start to win. You have to see the fruits of your labor start to pay off. Let's talk to Fargo Raider real quick. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, Q and Devon, thank you for taking my call. Um, you know what? I'm most disappointed in the lack of discipline. To me, it feels like there's a lack of discipline all around. You know, everybody's got their chins down when, when the game ain't going their way with seemingly the whole time. But, you know, Waller missing that wide open pass, those drop passes, those are things he usually does. His mind ain't where it needs to be. Or his hands or his eye coordination, however, when that's a lack of discipline. You know, us not being prepared with the plays so we don't incur those dumb penalties that we had been hearing against us, I like the discipline. For whatever reason, the discipline isn't there at the moment. Either, you know, everybody's too scared of the uptight environment that they are supposedly having there. I'm not going to blame any one person. I may the blame on myself for getting hyped up like I let this team do me every year, you know. But I realize yeah. you're one. But I, I was expecting a lot more of a disciplined team. I could take a close loss if it wasn't for such stupid errors that got us to the position in which we lost these games. Thank you for taking my call, and you have a great day, Q. I appreciate you, Fargo Raider. And, yeah, I mean, that's the thing about it is I get it. It's a new system. It's a new coaching staff. It's a lot of new. But I thought, and this is my fault for thinking this, I thought what was going to happen is that they may struggle to be a well-oiled machine at first, but they'd still find ways to win games. right? And John Gruden said it, what, last year after the Baltimore Raven win on Monday Night Football? He said, I'm not going to cry at, at winning a game even if it wasn't the way we designed it. Right? I mean, it was ugly. It wasn't... It wasn't a pretty win, but no one's ever going to cry to win. Remember last year? Remember how spoiled we got to a certain point? We were we were complaining about, oh, well, that's an ugly win. That's an ugly win. Hell, right about now, I think Red Nation would take any ugly win they can get. 
right? Remember everybody used to call in last year? Oh, they're winning ugly. They're winning ugly. And I was like, hell, be damned that. I'll take a dub. That's fine. A dub is cool. I guarantee right now anyone would take a, a ugly win over whatever's been going on the last three weeks. I'm sure the Raiders in the locker room would take an ugly win these days. Let's talk to Carson City. Carla, Carla welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hello, this is my second time calling. I was looking for that W, but you know what? I'm going to keep it simple. We have two things we need to work on, execution and play calling. Execution and play calling. I am sad. I've, I've had so many emotions, but you know what? I'm going to be right there with them. I'm not going to let them go. I'm going to stay faithful, greater fan. But they need to look at each other and challenge each other. I mean, it's a football game. Let's challenge each other that we are going to execute as players. And the coach is going to do better at play calling. That, that's it. It's simple. Thank I like you. it. Hey, good call. Carson City, Carla right there, uh, making a return visit to Unnecessary Roughness here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Keeping it simple right there. It's the KISS method. Keep it simple, stupid. Execution and play calling. Get better execution, better play calling. You're going to win some games. And that goes back to what we've been talking about throughout the course of the show. Let's get one more call in. How about we go out to North Carolina? Go ahead and raise up. Talk to Taylor May. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. What's going on, Q? How are you? Oh, man, I'm blessed. Well, first of all, I love this radio station. I've been listening to it for two years, um, and I work remotely, so I pretty much listen all day. So I just want to thank you as a Raider fan uh, for all the good information and just, just the hype. It's nice that the Raiders have their own station. But what, what the reason I'm calling is because I'm very, very frustrated and disappointed. And it comes down to chemistry everybody's trying to figure out the x and o's and we should do this and we should do that last year that team was galvanized over the rugs issue over the gruden issue they were playing their hearts out for each other for the fans and rich basaccia and here we are a year later starting all over when we had something good going at the end of the year yeah we lost to cincinnati but we were right there. The reason we started all over and got rid of Casey Hayward, Darius Pylon, Yannick Ngakwe, it's ridiculous. Now we're singing the same old, let's give it some time. Let's wait. I've been waiting 25 years, and I'm disappointed. And I hate to say it, we should have kept Rich Basaccia. Those players respected him. He, they were heading in the right direction, and we were building for the future. Now we're starting all over again and making a bunch of excuses. Thanks for your time, Q. I love you. Hey, thanks for the call, my man. Appreciate you again. That's Taylor Made right there in North Carolina. And look, that's going to be a subject until it's not, right? And until it's proven otherwise, it's a fair argument, right? I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. You know, you can always go back, and like I said, I could play Monday morning quarterback all the time and say, well, this was a good decision, or oh, this was a bad decision, but it was the decision that was made. Josh McDaniels is the head coach. I think that, and this is my reasoning for making, making sense of it, or if I'm trying to make sense of it, is because Mark Davis was looking for longevity for the organization, right? And to me, and this is just my opinion, 
they caught lightning in the bottle last year with everything emotional that you just mentioned, Taylor made, and they rode that out. And a lot of times teams will do that. They'll come together and maybe a little bit almost play out of their mind, right? Just a little bit because they have that emotional ride. Again, this is just me talking. This is not coming from anyone else but me. It's just my thoughts. And they do that. They catch that lightning in the bottle. And then a lot of times you'll see organizations make an emotional decision based off that, and they'll stick with, you know, whoever's in that spot. And then all of a sudden the next year it comes back and it's not very good. Now, I'm, I could be wrong. Maybe they bring back, back Basaccia and they brought back everybody, and all of a sudden they're a 12 or 13 win team. I don't know. I'm just trying to make sense of the decision that was made, if that makes any sense. So I, that's the kind of direction I thought everything was going to go. Even while the, they were still competing last year, I kind of felt like, okay, this is going to be a, a this year type thing and then move on after that. But may, maybe that's ended up being the wrong decision. And I've made plenty of wrong decisions in my life. Believe me, I've made, <laughs> paid for them for more than 18 years, multiple times. <laughs> so there's, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> but, I mean, it is what it is. So, you know, we try to make – the right decisions, and, and I just mean individuals. And, of course, Mark Davis is trying to make the right decision for the organization for the longevity, the long term, not just a one-year shot in the dark and, hey, this is going to be a playoff team this year and then a go another 15 years. He's going for the consistency in the playoffs. Is that going to happen? Well, only time will tell. But thank you for the call, Taylor May. Good stuff. I do appreciate you and love the emotion and uh, passion as well. Got a text from the 408. We'll take a couple of these texts, and then we'll get to uh, Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas. Uh, the text from the 408 says, Is this the Patriot way that you guys have been spewing over the radio? Radio, You guys are right. This is the Patriot way. But we've been all bamboozled. The Patriot way is your team will win as long as the hoodie is the head coach. And those assistants are just that, assistants. They won't win without Bill. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Frustrating text right there from the 408. And only time will tell. Again, just kind of like what I just mentioned, three games in, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'll say this, the hoodie's not looking too good in, in New England right now, and now they got plenty of questions of their own, so there's that. But I totally understand what you're saying. History has proven and shown that the assistants that have come from New England, more often than not, have not worked out. I, I do think head coach Josh McDaniels gets things turned around. I do. But, again, that's just me thinking until I actually see it. You know, I know my man Pete in North Carolina always says, you know, show me, show and prove, show and prove. Well, that's that's what this team has to do. They, as a collective unit, have to show and prove. Uh, got a text from the 707. That call summed it all up. There was no good reason to blow it all, up all again. All we needed was a new OC and to fill in a few weak spots. Uh, we got a text from Keith in Charleston. You out of here? Right on, brother. Vice Raider, I appreciate you, my man. Keith in Charleston, South Carolina. I'm disappointed in the coaching staff. Everything seems disjointed and clunky. The offense doesn't seem to have swagger like it did have last season. And that's that's a, that's a good point. I just want to see the offense, and this is one of my keys to victory for the Raiders that I put out on my podcast on Friday, was I want to see Derek Carr go out there and look like he owns the offense. I want to hear him go to the line of scrimmage and say we good and, and, and believe that. Not just say we good because he thinks that we good, right? I want him to, you know, we good. I want him to force the ball to Devontae Adams a couple times. You know, I know week one, it, turned, it resulted in three turnovers, and he even said he forced it too much. But it's you got to find that middle even ground. And I don't know exactly how you do that outside of repetition. It seems like he's very comfortable going to Mac Hollins right now. 
it almost looks like Mac Hollins is his college teammate, right, from Fresno State. It almost looks like Mac Hollins is the guy he's been playing catch with summer on top of summer on top of summer. You know, it almost looks like Mac Hollins is the guy that's on his phone every day, like, hey, let's go throw, let's go run some routes. Because he is on the same page with him, no doubt. And I don't know why he's not on the same page with Devontae Adams. I'm sure, I mean, like, like Josh McDaniel says, the defense also has something to do with that. The defense isn't going to double and triple team Matt Collins. No disrespect, but they're not. They're going to look for number 17. So there's there's always that. That's part of the reason. But it just seems like him and Matt really have, have hit things off quickly, which is good because it's another receiver. But the Raiders didn't trade a couple of picks and give a boatload of money to Devontae Adams for Matt Collins to be the leading receiver. Again, no disrespect to Matt Collins. Hell of a guy. Good player. I think he's a nice addition to the team for sure. But there's no way after three weeks he should be the leading receiver. Yards and catches. Just saying. One more text and we'll take a break. Raider Chavez in a 916 said, I'm highly disappointed in this 0-3 start. I didn't see it coming. Although I'm disappointed, I'll be at my first game of the season on Sunday. So hopefully I bring this team some good luck. That's Raider Chavez in the 916. Thank you so much for that text, my man. And that's the thing about it. As, as disappointed as Raider Nation is today, you know, there's a game that's going to there's going to be a game played on Sunday against the Denver Broncos, and the Raiders get an opportunity at their house, the Legion Stadium, to come away with the first victory of the season. As a matter of fact, why don't we go ahead and hook something up on on uh, on Friday? We're going to be announcing the winner of the Ultimate Raiders hookup, which is two tickets to the Raider Denver game for for Sunday, two field club passes for Sunday, and an autographed Raider jersey. So why don't I get someone in to win right now? Hook you up with a thirty-five dollar gift card from the Raider Image seven zero two three six five nine two hundred. Caller number nine is what I'm looking for seven zero two three six five nine two hundred. You're going to get a thirty. $35 gift card for the Raider Image. I'll get you in to win two tickets to the Raiders versus Broncos, two field club passes, and an autograph Raider jersey. We'll do it right now. Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas and the RJ is coming up next. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. And we're live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. It's our Monday night spot. Of course, we can Always be here for Monday Night Football. The Cowboys and the Giants square up tonight. Should be a fun one. So come on by, get hooked up with some of these great prizes that we have here on the table. We got everything from some uh, Hazy IPA, the official craft beer of the Raiders, T-shirts. We have some Hooters calendars. We got all kind of good stuff for you. Some Raider Nation Radio 920 koozies. Everything you need is right here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We'll be here throughout the course of the evening, so come on by and hang out with us. Right now, joining us on the phone lines is our good friend Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas, our sister station. Also, the RJ does a fantastic job on both. And, and my man Ed was in the press box yesterday in Nashville, Tennessee, to watch the Raiders lose to the Titans 24-22. And, Ed, let me start with this, man. How surprised are you, or are you surprised, at the Raiders' 0-3 start? Oh, I don't think anyone wouldn't be surprised. I think at the beginning of the year, you know, the, the top round of the team was, uh, the, you know, we saw in the preseason, even though the Stars didn't play, how disciplined they were, very few penalties. Looked like they, you know, were going to start off well. Um, uh, I don't know if anyone had them beating the Chargers or many people because the Chargers are so good. But at, 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 you know, maybe at worst, I thought two and one, especially after I saw the Titans for the first two weeks. So, yeah, I'm, real, I'm really surprised they're 0-3, but... Uh, they are for a lot of the reasons that, you know, they, they've made their own bed in this way. Um, you know, they, they kind of, I wrote this morning, 
um, goes back to the cliche in football, you know, you're 0-3 because of a lot of the things you've done. So they've got to figure this out fast, Q, because um, I know there's 14 left, but you just don't, like McDaniel said today, you don't want to just keep falling behind. No, you really don't. And, Ed, you were in the locker room following the game, and you talked to many players uh, in the locker room. We'll actually hear from a couple of them uh, later uh, in the show. But what was the mood like? What was it like being around the players, knowing that they let another game that was very winnable slip away? Yeah, quiet, surprised, frustrated, some angry. I think all the emotions went into losing that game yesterday and being 0-3. You know, you've been in a lot of locker rooms after losses. They're very quiet. Um, and then once you get some guys talking, they'll talk. But there's not a lot of that. A lot of guys choose not to talk. Um, but like Max Crosby, it was frustrating. But he said, you know, you either sink or swim. I mean, there's you know, three games in. You can't. You're not going to give up. Uh, but you got to figure it out. Um, I thought Deron Harmon had a lot of good things to say to Adam Hill from our paper um, and from ESPN. I mean, you know about you know they just didn't. They can't for whatever reason. You know, in these first three games, put 60 minutes together. Right. That, you know, and, and I think that's the frustrating part. They see all the good they can do. Um, they see, you know, the good things and, and the strengths they have, but that's not for 60 minutes. They've been very good for six quarters, and they've been outscored, you know, a huge amount for six quarters. And in the NFL, that's going to get you losses. I mean, you can't be inconsistent in the NFL. It's just not going to work out for you. So a lot of those guys were, I think, frustrated. But as, you know, um, Devontae Adams said frustration's okay if you deal with it the correct way. Like, if you deal with frustration where, you know, you get down on yourself and you can't get over it, the next day you come in and you're still thinking about it, well, then you're going to probably lose the next one, as he and Derek Carr alluded to. If you don't fix it, just, you know, according to Derek, you know, the crappy feeling's going to keep on. But if you can watch the film and correct things and move on from it starting today, then frustration can lead to good things. So we'll just have to see what happens this week. I mean, we're, you know, we're going to, they're, this, you know, I mean, 0-3 is bad. So right. at this point, they just need to win a game. You know, you got people have to stop about what does 0-3 mean in the playoffs and what does 0-3 mean in the long run. They just have to win a game. Yeah. Um, and that's what Max Crosby said. Just get a win. Just get a win and go from there. Yeah, exactly. I was saying the same thing. You know, I mean, it's not about the playoffs right now. It's about seeing the fruit of your labors pay off. It's it's about seeing a W. Just so, showing that everything you've been working towards, uh, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and that there right. is a reward at the end of the tunnel. Again, we're talking with Ed Graney here on uh, Red Nation Radio nine twenty unnecessary roughness. And you know, as far as the offense clicking, you know, they have so many weapons from Waller to Adams to Renfro when he's out there. Jacobs, obviously, they just don't seem like they can get into a rhythm. And even the play calling seems like it's getting in there, not necessarily late, but it's getting executed late, where you see two, three seconds left on the play clock, and then the ball's being snapped. What do you think the biggest reason for, I guess, the disconnect offensively is? I mean, that's that's hurting them with with bad penalties at bad times. And we've seen it now in the last two weeks with these false starts, with delay of games. And that just, you know, that's putting them, you know, farther behind the sticks and, it, then it messes with your play calling because I do think he'd like to integrate the run more. I do, but you know, between down and distance on the penalties and what the score is, I think he hasn't been able to do as much as he's wanted to. But you're right; they've got to clean these things up because you know when you know I think they want to be more balanced. He keeps talking about that, but when you're chasing scores and you're having holdings and you know delay games and false starts, that just makes it worse and worse. So they've got to clean those things up first, and then I think he can be more balanced. And he can, you know, maybe run the ball a little more than he, you know, has had to, or as he he's had um, in the, in these last few weeks. Um, but yeah, you're right. It, it, it's not clean. And if you're not clean, you know, you're you're, you're going to stumble. Hey, talking right now. 
Go ahead. Go ahead, Demond. You mentioned a little bit a while ago about how he wants to be more balanced with his offense, but you're just not seeing it because they keep getting off to slow starts. Josh Jacobs had 5.1 yards per carry, but only 30 carries while Derek Carr threw the ball over 40 times. So when yeah. is the team going to be able to find that balance? Because I think that Josh Jacobs is having a good season, but he just hasn't been getting the ball enough. No, I mean, 13 carries for 66 yards. He had five catches for 31 yards. I think people want to see that 13 have, you know, what what do you think, plus seven, plus nine um, on it to really make him, uh, you know, a, a, more of a threat. Um, there's going to have to get a lead. There, and it all goes back to chasing the score. I mean, they let the Titans the first two weeks were just awful offensively. They were terrible. They let them score three touchdowns and three drives. So now you're chasing. And, you know, what you probably had on your script goes out the window. Because you know you had a certain you had a certain you know game plan in mind, and now you're chasing the score again, and things start changing. And all of a sudden, you wanted to give Jacobs more carries, and you know it's it's not possible in terms of how the game's playing out. So, I think the balance comes from playing 60 minutes, and I think the balance comes from not chasing scores. You know, they they got the big lead last week, and then they gave it up. But you know, the Chargers and the Titans, you know, they're chasing, and that kind of plays with your play call. And I just think that they it all goes back to. They play, they can give you one good half, and they haven't given you a good second half, or, you know, vice versa. Yeah, it really has been a tale of two halves for three games so far with the Raiders. Again, we're talking with Ed Graney here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Of course, you can find Ed on ESPN Las Vegas, our sister station. Also, uh, all his writing is with the RJ. Uh, Ed, the Raiders had another version of the offensive line. It's like their seventh different version of it. Alex Bars was at the left guard position. Illuminor was kicked inside to the right guard, and Thayer Mumford got to start at right tackle. What did you think about this version of the Raiders' offensive line? I actually thought they held up well. You know, the problem in late was they were just going to see so much pressure because the Titans knew what they were doing um, yeah. in terms of throwing the ball. So you're going to find a different kind of pressure. And Derek got pressured uh, more in the end than he did in the beginning. Um, they're, they're mixing and matching, like you said, too. They're trying to find out what, what to do here. Um, but I thought they held up better than I thought when the game started. When I thought that they had brought, you know, they brought Barr up in the practice squad. I think it was a 12 starters career. Parham still a rookie. You know, Munford graded out um, of the offensive players on the team. Uh, I think by PFF, Munford graded out as the fourth best offensive player yesterday behind. Uh, uh, let's see, Derek Foster Moreau. Moreau had a good game. Um, and who am I thinking of? Um, uh, Matt Collins, obviously. Matt Collins. That's right. Yeah. And, Matt Collins, and then yeah. Munford was fourth. So Munford actually played played well yesterday for that kind of grade um but yeah i mean seventh combination in three games i mean they're they're trying to figure it out uh and it's best as they do quickly um and derek says he doesn't notice you know except he's hiking the ball to him obviously because of the calls and everything but i'm not so sure i believe that i i think i think he knows who's on the field with him um and i think you know quarterbacks you know they have to have a trust in their offensive line and when there's seven combinations it, it must get to him a little um, but they'll try to figure it out. I mean, like I said, I, I thought it was better yesterday than I probably thought before they kicked the ball off that it would be. Yeah, no, I did too. I didn't think that they were the biggest issue on Sunday. You know, that uh, I don't think they were the reason why no, the Raiders lost. No. I think they were, you know, everything is a, obviously a part of the reason, but uh, they weren't the main culprit to why the Raiders lost on Sunday. No. Now. Ed, as far as the injuries are going, uh, they're starting to pile up. You know, and Nate Hobbs leads the game. He's got a concussion right now. He's in protocol. I just assume he's not going to play because he's in pro protocol. How concerning is it with the, the vast amount of injuries that the Raiders are suffering right now? Yeah, 
secondary and still Denzel. Um, you're, I think you're right about that. I don't think, you know, we've seen with Andre James season Hunter concussions. You, just, you don't come back that week. Um, yep. You know, it's got to be really mild. And still, if you're in protocol, then it's probably not mild. Um, yeah, I think it's a concern. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're getting injuries on, on a side of the ball where, like I said yesterday, they were terrific in the second half. Um, and they were terrific the week before in the first half. Um, I think they need Perryman back um, for that second level. I, I, you know, and that yesterday, um, you're dealing with one of the better running backs in the league, and he's just, I mean, you saw, he, you know, um, Nate tried to tackle him, and look what happened. Um, right. That guy is just a huge, huge guy, Derek Henry, in terms of how he runs and the strength he has. When you see him live, it's even more impressive. Um, but, you know, three games in, you're exactly right. The injuries are piling up, and that, that can't be good with things. You know, I think they, you know, they'd like to get Hunter back as well, um, Andre James back. I mean, there's little injuries on that side of the ball, so you gotta, you gotta try to stay healthy. But it's, you know, it's, a, it's obviously a violent game, and they're piling up a little for them. And I still think, you know, I still think they're that hasn't completely led to all the losses. But you're right; the more guys you get hurt, the harder it becomes to keep like plugging people in. You mentioned all the different combos and ideations that we've seen on the offensive line, but what about on the defensive line? Because Chandler Jones, through three games, he only has eight total pressures and 98 snaps that he's taken when there have been passing plays. So when do you think that we're going to see more of a mixture on that defensive line because Chandler Jones is really off to a slow start? Well, Cleef Farrell took a lot of his snaps yesterday. Um, and, mm. you know, look, I don't I, – I, I don't know what to make of Chandler Jones. Um, you know, uh, has he hit a wall? I mean, is it the age? I, I'm not so sure. You know, I you remember like last year. Now, you know, I don't know if it's fair or unfair, but as little of the production you've got out of, you've kind of got to start looking recently. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Q, but I think five of his ten sacks last year might have come in one game. Yeah, and when you, start looking, when you start looking at one of those kind of things, you start wondering, okay, you know, ha- has he hit something here at his age? Has he hit something? Because yesterday we were saying again, you know, you and I are in the in the press box these games, and we just haven't heard his name. And then you right. look at the stat sheet afterwards, and you don't see anything. So Demond's right. I don't. You can't forfeit one side of the line. I, mean, I think Max is having a really good year. He's got. He's got. They're only two sacks. They only have two sacks through three games. He's got both of them. I think he's getting a lot of plus pressures. I think Max is about boy three or four times away from three or four more sacks. Um, but you know, when you're not worried about the other side, it's easier maybe to evade him and, and get out of the way of him and, 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 and so he doesn't get the sack um, but DeMond's right um, I don't know what's happening with Chandler Jones on that side like I said Cleef Earl took a lot of snaps there yesterday I thought he you know he composed himself well um, but that's one area where they're gonna have to figure out you can't you can't be last in the league of sacks and, and expect you know a lot of good things to happen no, you can't. And I got to give Clee a lot of credit, man. All he continues to do is do everything the coaches ask him to do. I'm not saying that he's always in the best position and always right. put in the best position. And he's not obviously he'll never live up to the number four overall pick. But that dude, he he every time he's asked to do something, whether it's play outside, inside, drop back in coverage. I mean, he'll do it to the best of his ability. I mean, it's just you know, again, you don't get effort wins or, or, or losses, no, but, no. you know, you, I still got to give him credit for at least going out there and, and doing what is asked yeah. of him. Fi- finally for you, Ed, the Broncos are coming to town on Sunday. They're not <laughs> great. They're not. I mean, th- you know, they're, they're a mess, but they also won two games and their defense is really good. How concerning should at least that defensive side of the ball for the Broncos be for the Raiders? I mean, I think if you watched last night, which was 
just terrible to watch in, in, in terms of aesthetics. Um, yeah. You know, you, you, I think the defense is really good. I don't know if they played the toughest schedule, so I'm kind of uh, interested in seeing them against, you know, some skill that the Raiders have. But, yeah, if you're watching last night, you have to be somewhat concerned. Um, but you hope that, you know, that the Raiders on their end can get a lead and not be chasing because, it, you know, obviously the Broncos' offense has some serious problems right now. So yeah. if you can get up. Now, we saw what happened with Arizona, but I don't think, you know, you know, I know Russell Wilson's Russell Wilson, but, I, you know, I don't think that that's going to happen in terms of they're up that much that that would happen again. Um, but I'm not saying they can get up that much. Just, you know, but get a lead. You know, and like Josh McDaniel said, get down there, and instead of three, get seven. You know, it's a four-point yeah. swing. You know, get, the, he talked about that today in terms of a four-point play because, you know, you know, they have the greatest kicker in the league, but, you know, you want him on the sideline and scoring touchdowns. The only time you want him jogging out is, you know, kicking extra point. Um, right. As good as he is, he's got 31 straight now, I think. You know, but you, you want to score touchdowns in this league. So you get, a, you get a lead Sunday and you can play with the lead. I think that helps the offense in terms of running the ball. And I think it helps their confidence. And then you put pressure on the Broncos. And if you saw that game last night, you know, you need to put pressure on the Broncos to score points. And if you can do that and you're at home and you can get the crowd behind you, you know, you, maybe you get that first win. And like Max said, Max Crosby said, you know, you just got to get the first one. And then you worry about the next one. You don't worry about percentages or playoffs or anything like that. You just got to get a win. Yep, that's exactly what it's about. You just have to win a game and see what it's like, know what it tastes like, see it uh, come yep. to fruition, yep. and then you can go from there. Well, great stuff as always, exactly. Ed. Uh, what do you got coming out on the RJ? What's coming up on the uh, press box that we should be on the lookout for? Um, a lot of Raiders stuff this week, and, and the Golden Knights are playing their preseason games. I'll probably check in with them. And uh, Same thing uh, on the show. I, I'm sure we'll be doing a lot of Raiders because uh, I think that's what people want to talk about right now. Yeah, and I, I wanted to talk about UNLV. Didn't get a chance to. We I ran know. out of time, but first, shout out to UNLV. Another win. I can't believe Devon didn't <laughs> check in with first place UNLV. Hey, yeah, Ed, he first to. place is Heisman season. I mean, Heisman talks have been happening. Heisman. I mean, Ed, come on now. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Lord, man, I go, if he's under the Heisman talk. Right. Do you see what you started, Ed? You see what you started. <laughs> well, know, there you go. <laughs> Hey, well, thank you so much thank for you your guys. time, man. I'm glad that you uh, made it home safely from yep. uh, Nashville. Great job covering the team, as always. And we'll talk to Thanks, you soon. Buddy. Appreciate you. Bye. All right, there he goes. Ed Graney from our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with the Press Box. With Tyler Bishop, you can check him out. And, of course, the RJ does a lot of great award-winning work there on the on the RJ. 348 is the time. We'll come back. We're at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We have a lot of winning for you here. We have a lot of winning for you at the radio station. DeMond, what else do we have lined up that we need to give out, uh, that we should give out real quick? Tickets to Oktoberfest. All right, there it is. You heard the man. DeMond's got some tickets to Oktoberfest. You want to go? We got them for you. Call number nine is what we're looking for. 702-365-9200. You can get hooked up on the phone lines. And if you come by the Underground Lounge, my man Danny's right here. He's going to hook you up with anything you want on the table. Juan the Smasher's here. He's ready to smash some things. And, uh, yeah, he's smashing some uh, cold beverages right now. And you can, too. Great specials going on as Monday Night Football will be on these tables in just a little bit. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Want to hear from you, Raider Nation, 702-365-9200, 7 text line 69187, keyword R&R. What has been the biggest disappointment for you so far in the Raiders' 0-3 start? Obviously, the wins. Everyone would love for the Raiders to be 3-0, including myself. 
Believe me, for multiple reasons, it'd be great if the Raiders was 3-0. Unfortunately, they're not. 0-3 is where they're at right now. So, want to hear from you. What has been the biggest disappointment? Hit us up. 702-365-9200. Also, Sam and Ash text sign a 69187 keyword R&R. Robin Oakland, hit us up. I'm disappointed with red zone efficiency. Run and pass. Too weak at point of attack to run effectively and can't manage to shake Devontae and Waller loose. The poor timing and lack of precision on the offense also bugs me. But I agree with everyone else's points. It's bad that there are so many legitimate problems we all identify. Robin Oakland. He also said, some don't want to hear this, but I heard Tom Pelissero somewhere this morning. He said the Patriots typically have poor records in September as they experiment with their offensive line, play calling, and lineups. But they get things going to at the mid to late part of the season and are peaking at the end of the season. I can't suggest 0-3 is on purpose, but the season is really, really long, and we may be able to get things right, especially because some of the apparent untouchable teams took their own L's yesterday. Again, that's Rob in Oakland, and that's a good point. You know, the thing about it is, I say it all the time, it's not about what you do in September and October. It's November, December, and now January, right? You've got to finish the season off strong. Raiders typically have gotten off to good starts as of late. And then they kind of fizzle out. Now, last year obviously was different. They got hot at the end of the season when they needed to and after having a rough middle stretch. But they've got to find some ways to win now just so they know what it tastes like because at the end of the season, they have some really tough teams that you expect are going to be, you know, that team that's, that's just there at the end. So it's going to be, it's going to be tough sledding. But uh, Rob brings up a great point. And uh, I believe Tom Pelissero probably said that on either Good Morning Football or Somewhere on NFL Network, he said that this morning. I'm always faithfully watching that show. So uh, thank you so much for that, Rob. I appreciate you. Let's go out to NorCal Raider, see what's on your mind. What's up, my man? Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Uh, my, my biggest disappointment with the team right now is the red zone efficiency. Like, we, I don't understand why we keep uh, falling through. Like, the last couple of games, we're playing, like, Tannehill. Uh, last, the, last, the games that we play good quarterbacks, we need to run the ball. We have no identity in the offense. Um, you know, we're giving up big plays in the defense, and it's just frustrating just to see that the last couple of games. Um, like I said, I go, we should be running heavy when we play top quarterbacks and then passing the ball when we're playing weak quarterbacks like yesterday. Um, I don't know what happened yesterday. When it comes to the receivers, um, I think Carr does really well with veteran receivers. I don't even think they needed to do great for, um, for Devontae Adams. If they got a good starting receiver, I think it would have been good. So that's just mostly my concern, just the play calling and uh, – but um, I'm hopefully they'll clean it up. I mean, we still have a, a lot of football left. All right. Hey, good stuff. Th- thanks for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And, yeah, that's the thing about it. You said it right there at the end. There's a lot of football left. There's still 14 guaranteed games. You know, and then anything else that they earn after that is what they earn after that. But there's 14 games left. Uh, I remember someone called into the postgame show last night and said, a new season. A new season starts uh, on Sunday. That's all they could do. A new season starts. I mean, you haven't won a game yet? All right, well. Now you got to look at it like, okay, things start on Sunday and go from there. You get one, you can stack two. You get two, you can stack up to four. I mean, this, it's winning is contagious, you know, and, and it's it's habit forming as well. You know, you get in the habit of winning games, all of a sudden you'll you'll go on a stretch, you'll go on runs, but you also go on stretches of losing. That's also habit forming, and that's the habit that you don't want to have. Three fifty-seven is the time. We'll come back. We're at Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Come on by, hang out with us, get hooked up with some of these great prizes, get hooked up with some of these drink and food specials, plus watch Monday Night Football. We got the Giants and the Cowboys on the big screens tonight, so we're going to be here, and all we need is you to come on by. And uh, we're also going to hear from, in the next hour, we'll hear from Devontae Adams, we'll hear from Darren Waller, we'll hear from Max Crosby, and 
We'll also hear from James Harris as DeMond had an opportunity to catch up with him on Friday night at a high school football game. He'll tell you all about that, plus hear from the former Raider. This is Radio Nation Radio 920.